Welcome to I Run Radio. Coming up, running in loving memory. Once my dad had said that he wanted to um, run or walk something in my mom's memory, both Vanessa and I thought, it, how wonderful would it be and how memorable would it be if we could create a race named after my mom and uh, in her honor so that we could invite friends, family, community members, runners, walkers, all out to enjoy the act of running uh, as well as honoring my mom's memory at the same time. Returning to a romantic run. Man, I did not see this coming. He stopped in his tracks and I kind of looked around and I said, are you okay? And he just kind of, you know, rested his hands on his knees and said, will you marry me? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, for real? And he said, for real, real. And so I just gave him a big hug and he kind of looked at me and said, so that's a yes, right? (laughs) And transforming to a healthy lifestyle. For me, it was misery with work, and and then just I had an epiphany one day where I was on my way to work, and I just got really, really tired going up a simple flight of stairs, and it was something that uh, I was, at that moment, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I've got to make a change, and made that decision to kind of um, get back into a healthier mindset. On this edition of I Run Radio, we'll talk to two runners who have created a new event in memory of one of their mothers. Also a participant in the recent kilt run who five years ago got engaged at the same event, and how one runner transformed his life from partying to running. Let's get things started now with the editor and general manager of iRun, Ben Kaplan. Hello, Ben. Hey there. How are you? Ah, I am feeling strong and inspired. Okay. That's good to hear, and that's good news because you've got a marathon coming up in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, it's great, and I and I ratcheted up the intensity, and it's paid off, you know? I could see it paying off, and I'm about to start my taper, and uh, and my goal isn't obscene, you know? My goal is <laughs> realistic, which makes it nice going into, and uh, yeah, I'm enjoying the process. People All are right. complimenting me on my suntan. Okay, that's good stuff. And you this know? has been, you know, this has been such a great summer. Uh, we've had great weather here in Ottawa, and I know you have in Toronto as well. And uh, there have been warm days to enjoy, but also cool mornings to run and nice evenings as well. So uh, I really feel like uh, we've had a, a terrific summer, and it's not over yet. Yeah, and I feel just it's one of those times when you just love being a runner, because I really feel like I have spent an awful lot of time outdoors. You know, I yeah. really, I've been... It's great because you can miss the seasons if you do not run. And uh, we're very lucky. It's really one of the things that I love most is getting to participate in the great outdoors. Very true. Now, you introduced me to a guy named Shane Dixon who's going to be on the show this week. Great story uh, and a great guy who has made running his passion, his career as well. He's inspiring other runners, and he came from a place where he wasn't doing a whole lot, right? He, In fact, he was one of those guys who was who was spending a lot of time indoors, spending a lot of time partying and not a lot of time exercising. And he's really turned his life around, and his story is really inspiring. Yeah, and I think a lot of people can, you know, sometimes you take stories of in the extreme, but have bits that we can all relate to, you know? There's things that we do that we know maybe we shouldn't, and only if we could tweak a couple of things, but how do you get started? And boy, that just seems so overwhelming. But you make these sort of incremental changes, and then, you know, next thing you know, you're, you're, it's a whole new you. Yeah, very true. 
So uh, we're also going to talk to a couple of runners, who uh, one of whom lost his mother tragically earlier this year, and they're organizing an event uh, that's coming up in a few weeks from now at the end of September. And uh, that's the other side of running that I don't think we talk about enough, is just how people use it as a way to make things change in the world, to, to create change, to to raise money, to uh, to raise awareness. And so they're raising money for heart health. And, and I think this is also just part of the process for them of overcoming the loss of a loved one. Yeah, and you know, it's a wonderful thing also about the job that I have, the job that we have, that people sort of reach out to you with their stories and that it's sort of our community is welcoming and, you know, that anybody can just, there's no sort of, and this is about running too, there's no line between us and the reader and the people that participate and the people that put out the magazine and make the content on the web that, you know, these guys just called me up and it was like, absolutely, we want to get involved. Absolutely, we want to hear your story. And, you know, thank you so much for calling us. And, you know, we just think it's wonderful. So, I mean, I would use that to as a jumping off point for anyone else listening. If you ever have anything that you want to talk about or, you know, sure, just share or something that you're feeling, by all means, get in touch and, you know, we'll listen to you every time. Right on. So uh, do you enjoy the final few days before a marathon when you don't have to run as much and when you can just kind of uh, settle into, uh, you know, the idea that you're going to be doing this race, but but you don't, you, there's nothing left you can do to prepare for it? It's interesting. I mean, the way I'm feeling now is I could use, I feel like I can probably use a break. You know, I've had hard workouts. I've had long runs. I've done the work. So I'm sort of looking forward to, I could feel like my body even perhaps craving just, you know, a little bit less, but I'm sure I'm saying that now with the grass is always greener thing that I'm sure, uh, you know, when the stir crazies start to hit, uh, you know, I'll be, uh-huh. I'll be missing the, the, the work, but yeah. you know, yeah, I'm looking forward to it though at this stage of the game. I like it. I like that period where you feel like, you know what, I've done all the preparation. Now I get yeah. to coast a little bit. And then I show up at the race, and I give it all I've got, and that's it. You know, I, I yeah, like that feeling. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I'm tell you the truth, I am looking forward to the notion of feeling refreshed. So I think I can use, you know, some time off. I think will do me good, and I think I am. I'm ready to hit it too, and I'm ready. You know, it's great though with running. It's just like I've done workouts. You know, I've been doing this for so long that there's workouts that I know that at, at some point in my training cycle I can't hit. But then when I can hit them, you know, the same workout, you know, you can see significant progress. You know, I've done, I'm coming on 20 marathons, so I've been doing this a long time. So there's certain things I know, but it's always a new, you know, beginning, and it's always exciting. And I, and I you know, and I, I get out there and fail frequently. So, you know, when I do have oh, a milestone or something, yeah, it's significant. And I feel, you know, so again, I'm feeling, you know, sort of proud of myself just for sort of sticking with it and being able to affect change. Right on. Good for you, Ben. Yeah. I'm glad this is working out for you. I wish you luck in your marathon. Can't wait to hear all about it. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, my friend. Ben Kaplan, I Run's editor and general manager. Coming up next, after the death of his mother, a runner and his wife create a brand new event. The Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon is flat, fast, and festive. And this year, it's celebrating its 30th birthday. On October 20th, join some of Canada's fastest racers and compete for yourself on their 5K, half marathon, and marathon course. Register now at torontowaterfrontmarathon.com.
Jonathan Yu lost his mother suddenly earlier this year. He and his wife Vanessa decided to honor her memory and raise money for heart health by creating a new event. It's called Mama Yu's 5K, and it will be run in Newmarket, Ontario next month. Jonathan and Vanessa, welcome to iRun Radio. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. So, first of all, before we share your whole story, maybe each of you can tell us a little bit about the role of running in your lives, and and then we'll get to the story of how you organize this really inspiring event. Uh, Jonathan, uh, tell me a little bit about your relationship with running. Uh, sure. Um, I started running about six years ago, um, and I started kind of as a way to uh, lose weight. I saw a picture of myself uh in a wedding photo for my sister, and I noticed a little bit of a gut that hadn't been there before. Um, and I had always had a goal of one day running a 5K, um, so I thought, might as well start now. Um, I started training just by running a block around my parents' house, uh, and uh, I was winded, definitely winded the first time. Um, and then uh, I was uh, I continued on for a couple of months, and my first race was the, uh, the Good Life uh, Toronto 5K, uh, in May, six years ago, uh, and uh, you know, my wife was at the finish line. Uh, my mom was at the finish line, and uh, I guess from that moment, I was hooked. Uh, I kept on going. I did a, a 10k after that. Uh, kept moving up to the half marathon, and then uh, I've done uh, three full marathons now. Wow! Once you got hooked, you kind of kept going. You you really uh, added the distance to your running. I, I did. Yeah, it was um, it was quicker than I than I had planned. I think um, just because. Uh, I guess the challenge to see if I could go farther and, and see if my fitness would carry me onward um, uh, could, uh, if I'm, my body could handle it. Uh, and then once, you know, Vanessa started running shortly after I started, the fact that we could do that together was was a big motivator as well. Yeah. So, Vanessa, tell us about your story. Sure. So, um, before I started running, I led a pretty sedentary lifestyle. Um, tried a lot of different exercise programs. Nothing really stuck. Uh, and then Jonathan uh, took up running, uh, like you said, six years ago. Um, I didn't take up at the same time as him, but I accompanied him to his first race, the 5K Toronto 5K. Um, and I just loved the atmosphere there. So I was intrigued. Um, he never pushed me into running, um, but I asked him to train me for my first 5K just a few months later after his. Um, I was winded like he was. I was doing, like, I think it was like two minute runs, one minute walk intervals. Um, and then he got me to the start line, my first 5K. I did the BNO Yorkville 5K in September that year. Um, and after I crossed the finish line, I was hooked like he was. Wow. Um, then we just started running together. And so I, similar to his story, I started moving up the distances. I did the Toronto Women's uh, 8K a few months later. Then I, a few months later, I moved up to the 15K. Um, and then eventually a half marathon about a year later after getting into running. Um, and then since then, I've done... Um, I did my first full marathon a couple of years ago in San Francisco. Um, and then I had a baby last year, <laughs> a baby daughter. Um, but I was running throughout my entire pregnancy. Um, and that really changed the meaning of running for me. Just, you know, just uh, running just for the enjoyment. I wasn't really, you know, I didn't have any goals just, just to stay fit um, throughout my pregnancy. Um, and then so I ran to the end of my pregnancy. Um, and then I got back into it fairly quickly postpartum. Um, I've been uh, back at it postpartum running for about a year now. Um, I'm currently training for my second full marathon now. Wow. Good yeah. for you. And so it, w- it was Thanks. actually Jonathan that inspired you to, to start running. Yes. Wow. I would definitely say so. Yeah. And now it's a big part of your lives, obviously. 
It is. I would definitely say so. Yeah. Now, Jonathan, unfortunately, the next step in this story is is quite a tragic one. You lost your mother. You mentioned she was at the finish line for your first 5K, which must be very special to you, especially now. But tell me what happened to your mother. Um, so uh, my dad and mom were actually, they were traveling uh, in April uh, to Asia. Um, they're originally from Hong Kong, so they went back to Hong Kong to see family. Um, and they were uh, uh, traveling to uh, other parts of Asia as well. And they were in Japan at the time. Um, and uh, and my mom uh, had suffered from uh, rheumatoid arthritis uh, for a lot of her adult life. Um, so I think that kept her from being um, active. Uh, she wasn't uh, you know, particularly overweight or she wasn't um, particularly um, unhealthy per se, but uh, I think it kept her from doing a lot of walking and and, uh, and extensive cardio things. Um, so I think a big part of the stress of travel uh, may have, you know, just overworked her body. Um, and unfortunately, uh, you know, my, my dad, uh, my aunt, my mom's sister was also with them uh, and she's a registered nurse uh, from Australia. So they were um, on an excursion, kind of hiking through uh, a small town um, outside of Tokyo, Japan. And uh, unfortunately, uh, once they had gone back to the hotel, they went to sleep that evening. And uh, and my dad said that in the morning, he had noticed that my mom wasn't uh, breathing. He called my, uh, my aunt over very quickly. And being a registered nurse, she knew right away that there was something seriously wrong uh they called the the paramedics over and uh and unfortunately my mom had already passed in her sleep i'm so sorry to hear that that's that's uh that's terrible news uh and obviously it's a it's a tremendous loss but you've decided to do something in her memory basically right we have yeah um it's funny how um different aspects of my mom's life and running kind of uh, connected. Um, you know, my mom was at our, my first 5k. She was at a, a lot of our races encouraging us on. And, uh, the day that she passed in April was actually the morning of the Boston marathon. Um, so we, we were at home already that day, uh, to watch the Boston marathon. We had a lot of friends running it. Um, so we were, you know, we were, we were off work that day trying to catch the marathon. Um, and, uh, and it was, it's funny how things connected that way. Um, Afterwards, you know, through all the grief and, and through all the trying to process what had happened and all the, of course, planning, making arrangements for my mom, um, my dad mentioned that uh, he wanted to uh, one day maybe run or walk uh, a race in um, in honor of my mom and, and perhaps to raise money for heart health. And he had mentioned a couple of races in the city of Toronto. Um, and Vanessa and I had uh, always had in the back of our minds that we would want to try to uh, work the the other end of racing and, and try and plan something for our community and our running friends that might be um, an event that we could all enjoy together. And once my dad had said that he wanted to... Um, run or walk something in my mom's memory, both Vanessa and I thought, it, how wonderful would it be and how memorable would it be if we could create a race named after my mom and uh, in her honor so that we could invite friends, family, community members, runners, walkers, all out to enjoy the act of running uh, as well as honoring my mom's memory at the same time. That's so nice and, and so touching. So, Vanessa, give us some of the details of the event that you are organizing that's coming up at the end of September. Sure. So it'll take place on a Sunday, September 29th. Uh, it'll take place in Newmarket, um, 
around uh, Ferry Lake. So there's a nice uh, enclosed uh, 5K loop that uh, goes to the park there. Um, so it'll take place at 9.30 a.m. Um, and we're hoping a lot of people come out. I think I think we, we've always kind of wanted it to be um, something encouraging for um, uh, for beginners to to not be afraid to try. We've had a lot of friends and coworkers say, oh, I don't know if I could walk a 5K, guys. Uh, and, you know, that that's something that we, we really tried to encourage them through because uh, the memory of my mom being at the end, the finish line of my first 5K and then Vanessa's first 5K, that distance, that race, it can be such a um, the hook-in to running and, yeah. and to making running kind of a lifestyle choice. So um, that type of atmosphere, having some people say that their first 5K was a 5K in honor of my mom would mean so much to us. So in that sense, I think it'd be very, it's a very family-friendly event, very community-oriented. But being that Vanessa and I are both just a little bit competitive, I think that uh, <laughs> we would love it to be, you know, kind of a, a, a nice little competitive 5K for some people to race as well. Um, so it's chip-timed as well, and, and we would love to see, and we're awarding the, the top three uh, male and female finishers. So we would love to see a little bit of competitive fire from, from some runners as well. Right on. Kind of like a little mix of everything, I guess. Yeah. Like John said, competitive nature, but also fun for the whole family. You don't have to be obviously like an elite runner or anything. Just even if you, it's your first 5K or you just want to come and walk and enjoy uh, a 5K. Um, yeah, it's basically just a, a little bit of everything. And it, you'll, maybe you'll get some other people hooked on running just like you guys were after your first sure. 5K, right? Yes. <laughs> so, Jonathan, what yeah, what will this mean to you personally? Um. I think that I think that there's a lot of um, processing in terms of um, my mom's passing that that I haven't quite done emotionally and 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 in my own head and heart and and to be honest I don't know if there is one certain thing that will help me process what's happened to me to Vanessa to our whole family um, my mom was such a big part of our lives you know she she would um, visit on the weekends to visit my uh, her granddaughter our baby daughter uh, she would visit my sister and her kids um, she would make food for us um, and and I haven't had I guess I'm I'm looking for that one experience or that one moment where everything kind of seems real but in a sense, I haven't had that happen yet. And this may be it for me where I can see, you know, friends, family, uh, community members all gathered in a in a happy, healthy, um, enthusiastic kind of event. And it'll help me kind of process it and help our family kind of see, you know, even though my mom is gone, her memory is certainly not forgotten. Um, and I think that that would mean the world to me to see so many people who my mom has touched, uh, so many people who are supporting us and our family, um, to see them in a setting where uh, we're happy to do something in my mom's memory, it would really mean you know, the world to, to my family and I. Well, it's such a powerful story and so inspiring what you're doing. I'm I'm uh, very impressed, and I wish you all the best with the event and with your running. Jonathan and Vanessa, thank you so much for being with us. Thank, thank you very Mom. much, Mark. That's Jonathan and Vanessa Yu, who have created Mama Yu's 5K in memory of Jonathan's mother. It's next month in Newmarket, Ontario. Coming up next, rekindling fond memories at the Kilt Run. 
The Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon is flat, fast, and festive. And this year, it's celebrating its 30th birthday. On October 20th, join some of Canada's fastest racers and compete for yourself on their 5K, half marathon, and marathon course. Register now at torontowaterfrontmarathon.com. Five years ago, Leanne McClellan got a surprise while participating in the kilt run in Perth, Ontario. Her husband proposed to her in the middle of the race. Leanne ran the event again this month and this time did it with members of her family. Leanne, welcome to Iron Radio. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Mark. So what attracted you to the kilt run in 2014? Well, I was back visiting my folks who live in McDonald's Corners and... We just thought it would be a nice time to get together with the family, so the whole family was around, and a few of us decided to run the kilt run, and it was just kind of a fun thing to do as, as a family and to get together. And it was a fun thing to do as a family, and then something happened along the way, right, during the, during the <laughs> kilt right. run. Tell me what happened. Completely unexpected. Um, my boyfriend and I lined up at the start line, and we were off, and about halfway through the race, he stopped and he proposed to me so just describe what happened you're you're halfway through the race and and what 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 did he do right so um it was about four kilometers in and he stopped literally stopped in his tracks and frankly he was very tired because he couldn't really keep up with me but he was trying his best and so I <laughs> it's nice for you to add that in as a little <laughs> a little reminder to him i'm, I'm glad you did that uh, yeah. Well, no, he's very humble about it. In fact, <laughs> eight kilometers is the longest he'd ever run at that point. Okay. So it was very brave of him to even get to the start line with me. But, yeah, um, but he did it for love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I knew that I did kind of see it coming because we'd already looked at rings a couple months back. And But I, I thought I would be able to suspect when he would propose. But, man, I did not see this coming. He stopped in his tracks, and I kind of looked around, and I said, are you okay? And he was kind of you know, rested his hands on his knees and said, will you marry me? <laughs> and I said, for real? And he said, for real, real. And so I just gave him a big hug, and he kind of looked at me and said, so that's a yes, right? <laughs> Very nice. So you he didn't get down on one knee in the middle of the course or anything like that? You know, he had planned to do that, but he said at that point he was so exhausted, he told me this after the fact, that he was just afraid he wouldn't get up again. So. Right. Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. So uh, now it's worth pointing out that uh, you're both wearing kilts then when you got engaged, yeah. right? That's right. Yeah. Um, so obviously you got married and then you did the next event uh, the following year and already you had a, a baby, right? You you had a child that was less than a month old. That's right. Yeah, we got married in um, in October, in that same year, in 2014, and then we had a 25-day-old girl who we walked with the following year in the kilt run. Okay. So you actually walked the eight kilometers with your daughter? That's right. She was in Steve's arm, like a loaf of bread, <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> And uh, so what was that experience like? And I mean, you're, here you are, you're walking with your baby, and a year earlier you got engaged. So that must have been cool. Yeah, it was really special. Um, we even had uh, one of my mom's friends had made a little kilt for Rose. And so <laughs> even the baby was wearing a kilt. And yeah, it was just, uh, it, in fact, that year was 
part of the world record run. So it was kind of neat being part of that. And my dad also participated that year. And um, yeah, it was kind of neat to, to do it all together. And in fact, we crossed the line with my dad and with baby in arms. So yeah, it was a very special year. Very cool. So uh, for those people who ha- are not familiar with it, have not seen pictures of it, just describe the kilt run and the experience you've had at the event, aside from the, the personal experience of someone proposing to you, just the, the rest of the race. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's just a huge community of runners, um, all in kilts. It's just quite uh, mind-blowing to see the number of people just in kilts and in the spirit of, in the Scottish spirit and... They have the warrior dash as well with people, you know, armed with their um, equipment who are also doing uh, obstacles and, and we're cheering them on too because it's just remarkable that they have to carry around this uh, extra shield and whatnot. So, um, and yeah, it's, it's lots of people cheering at the sidelines and um, and just to do the, the walk in the beginning, all of us do a march of a kilometer and... Um, and bagpipes and just lots of fanfare and it's yeah it's it's uh it's really something to be part of and the march at the beginning you all do that together all the runners uh right um yeah we all it's just sort of a way to bring us into the corrals and uh just to get lined up and and ready so yeah and you're a runner so you do lots of other events as well is that right um, yeah, at that point, I'd been pretty heavy into running. I haven't been as um, <laughs> as active in races since then, but I still do a few races. Yeah, and how different is the experience where you're you're at a start line and everybody's wearing a kilt? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, it just does really add sort of an extra fun element to it. And at the end of the day, that's why I run. I run for fun. I run for joy, and it really does just kind of take the edge off the competitiveness and just you really feel a connection, um, you know, because you're all, all wearing kilts and just all participating in the spirit. And uh, eight kilometers is kind of a, a an unusual distance, right? So it's not like you're... I, I know if it were me, I wouldn't be trying to do my fastest time ever. It, it's different from, say, a 10K or a half marathon where you, you sort of have a time dialed in and you know your other performances. So you can just relax and have fun, right? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're, you are we're wearing a kilt. It's quite warm because it's made of wool, and yeah. you know, it's it's in the afternoon, so it's usually quite hot. And yeah, it's 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 more about the fun for sure. Yeah. So tell me about the experience this year, because you sent me some pictures, and you've you've got a big group this year. <laughs> right. So uh, my dad participated again. My dad's eighty-four. He's remarkable. He just you know did a nice clip walking the whole race and wow. my sister walked with him and my 10 year old nephew john uh he is just about as fast as i am and so we decided to run it together and he was amazing and he yeah he put on a great performance i'm pretty sure he was the youngest or sorry the fastest runner under 12 this year so wow. yeah i uh i managed to keep up with him but not by much i don't know if i feel like if I'd be able to keep up with him again, but yeah. <laughs> this might have been the last time. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and what about your daughter, who's now, she's got to be about five years old now, right? Right, yeah, she's four years old, and um, yeah, years she old. did participate yeah. in the, right, in the Latin Lassie race for four to six-year-olds, or sorry, for two to four-year-olds, and it was 
her first race, and she was so excited about it. She just kept talking for days leading up to it. I have my big race coming up. So, yeah, it was great for her. We were at the start line. Her cousin John ran with her. And I just gave her a big hug beforehand, and I said, oh, have fun, Rose. And she looked at me very intently and said, Mom, I know I can do this. <laughs> That's and so good. She had a blast. She ran the 200 meters, and I met her at the finish line, and she was all smiles. And what did she think of uh, running a race in a kilt? <laughs> uh, I, I guess she liked it. I mean, yeah, she had a lot of fun. She had the chocolate medal at the end because all the kids got oh. a medal made of chocolate. And then she ran off to play on the playground equipment. So, yeah, she was just in her glory. Now, the sense I get, and from what I've been told by others, is that this sort of takes over the whole town of Perth for the day, right? Yeah, it seems that way. Um, I mean, Freedom Fest was on. There was live music. There were tons of people around um, taking in the, the performances and the booths. And, yeah, it's, luckily the rain held off for the race, and it was just, like, a great community day. Very cool. And uh, so is this uh, is this going to be something you participate in again? I know they... they, they um, they're not setting world records every year, uh, but uh, it's still a pretty significant event even when they don't, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah, because uh, this year was not uh, an effort to set yeah. the world record. But, um, yeah, I mean, if it continues, then we would love to keep coming back. I hope that it continues. There's apparently a chance that it won't be on next year from what I understand, but who knows, maybe someone will pick it up and keep it alive. Yeah, that would be good, because I hear nothing but good things about it, and I still haven't done it myself. So, uh, wow. it's, yeah, it's definitely it's, it's the kind of thing that's different and unique. And as you say, you know, there's if you run for fun, then you want a, a, a different experience when you go to a race. And this sounds like it really is special. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Leanne, great to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us on Iron Radio. My pleasure, Mark. That's Leanne McClellan. Coming up next, how one runner went from binge drinking to long-distance running. The Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon is flat, fast, and festive. And this year, it's celebrating its 30th birthday. On October 20th, join some of Canada's fastest racers and compete for yourself on their 5K, half-marathon, and marathon course. Register now at torontowaterfrontmarathon.com. Shane Dixon has transformed his life through running. It's not just a lifestyle, but a career for him now. Shane, it's great to welcome you to I Run Radio. Thanks very much, Mark. I really appreciate you uh, letting me join you on this call. So tell me a little bit about how running has impacted you and, and how you started running and, and, and what effect it's had on your life. I think um, running was big in my family, from my dad, um, then on to my brother, who's a marathoner, uh, Something like I never really liked running much when I was younger. I always thought it was a form of punishment. But um, then fast forward to graduating from university and after some years in the corporate world, um, I was going through a rough phase in my life, not happy with work and just uh, suffering for some, from um, some depression and uh, putting on weight and things like that. And it actually um, running became a, something that actually really played a big part in changing my life. Um, a lot of times people talk about the physical benefits and things like that, but it really helped my, my mental state. I guess that's the best way to say it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what you were going through at the time and then how 
how you took to running because that that's you, you talk about how uh, it it can feel like punishment and when you first start running uh, it hurts more than when you're an experienced runner so there's a kind of a a hill that you have to get over with it so just walk me through what what you were experiencing at the time and then how you how you came to embrace running even though it was challenging well um, that's a great question uh, I think the big thing is. Um, I graduated from university and I, my first job was corporate sales um, in IT and kind of fell into that. I was there for a number of years. Um, I had my first job for about 12 years and I probably could have stayed doing it, but I wasn't happy. Uh, it was something I just didn't really enjoy. It, it kind of bored me, to be honest. Um, then I explored some different careers and things just weren't falling into place. And during my my sales roles. I developed a lot of bad habits. I wasn't happy with work. And so I turned to things like um, alcohol was a big thing. Binge drinking was, you know, like, like a lot of young men and women um, was a big thing with my friends. And I looked at it as an, as a great escape, but I didn't realize it was just crushing my mind. Um, And then I turned to eating a lot, junk food, late night binges and things like that. And so I packed on the beef. I think at the, uh, my high point, I was at around 250. Um, I'm now at about 180, but, uh, but for me, it was misery with work. And, and then just, I had an epiphany one day where I was on my way to work and I just got really, really tired going up a simple flight of stairs. And it was something that, uh, I was at that moment, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I've got to make a change and made that decision to kind of, um, get back into a healthier mindset. And what was it like when you when you took on running? Tell me about those first few runs. Uh, it was tough. Like like I tell people, that, and like I, I manage um, the running room and tell a lot of new runners, when you first start, it's not fun. It, it can, honestly, it can suck. Uh, and so there were times I wanted to give up, but I just took my time, went out for short walk, run type of programs or outings. Um, but the thing that really got me hooked on it was group running, Um I joined a few run clubs through the running room here in Toronto and when I moved to Calgary for a bit as well. And um, over time, it got better and better and easier and easier. And um, just, in fact, I kind of got addicted to it. So hmm. I think that's the thing I would take is I would rather have an addiction to running versus something like alcohol or drugs or something like that. Sure. And it can be addictive uh, if if... Uh, if if you get past that initial stage, now it sounds though you you talked about losing weight and you you talked about the physical benefits of running, but it sounds as though you've gotten more from it on the mental side. It, it's uh, it, that's where the greatest benefits have been for you. Is that the case? Hundred um, percent. Like I think you've seen a few of my transformation photos, and the big thing a lot of people mention is oh, you look really, you've lost a lot of weight, you look great, you look so happy and things like that. But um, I got to emphasize that my journey isn't about it's how how big you are, how small you are that makes you happy. It's um, running really helped me um, through moments where I was really sad and depressed and unhappy and miserable. If I was unhappy, I would go for a run. If I had a good day, I would go for a run. Uh, I always emphasize my journey is um, 100% about the mental benefits I've experienced and the physical and the social benefits are, are purely secondary. They're great, but um, I, w- I wouldn't be here without running. So I know this has not just become a passion for you, but it's become part of your career as well. So tell me more about how running has impacted your life. 
it literally is uh, something that's altered a lot of things from in my career transition. I ended up at a, uh, I got hired on at the running room that started off as an assistant management position. I moved over in a management role to Liberty Village. Um, and then I quickly moved over to the beaches running room to manage that location. So career-wise, it's been a, uh, a big influence in my life. But the biggest thing is the social um, and the mental benefits of it, as I've touched on. But but getting into the running clubs through the running room, and then uh, my favorite run club of all time, which is uh, Run to Beer. It's like a fun social run club. It's not a booze fest. It's more um, like a jerk-free environment where you meet up, you run, and then you have a beer, a free beer at the end is a social thing. But um, a lot of my friends uh, I've met through running, and um, just because when I moved back to Toronto, a lot of my buddies were married, having kids, doing this thing called growing up, and um, I found my my tribe or my group uh, through running, which started with the um, the running room, moved on to the run to beer, and and then it's evolved into a number of other groups as well. That's very cool, and and uh, I've run with the run to beer group in Toronto, a great group, um, some terrific people behind that, and so uh, so there's still a little beer in your life, that's which is okay at the end of a run, right? A hundred, yeah, and, and definitely, and, and this is the thing I like to emphasize is when I talk about my my like healthier lifestyle, I never gave up pizza or burgers or beer or alcohol or wine. Um, it's all about moderation and um, being more responsible. Like I, I instead of having, I remember some nights where I'd binge drink and I'd have maybe ten to fifteen beers or a bottle of vodka or rum or something like that on top of fast food and things like that but it wasn't making me happy it was just crushing me especially the days after and um i still i still have a delicious beer uh, maybe two to three times a week or a glass of wine um two to three times a week but it's more quality versus quantity and moderation's been the key running of course is an individual sport but i always point out uh, how surprising it is that you discover along the way how much of a team aspect there is if you run with other people. And it sounds like you've discovered that as well, that that uh, when you run with a group, it becomes social, it's supportive, uh, everybody's cheering each other on, and it's not just about you doing it on your own. I, I, I agree with that as well. Um, when I first got into running, like my dad and my brother had um, a big they've been big runners as well and but i think my brother for for him it was more of a solitary thing and he was a really good marathoner um but i never really heard him talk about the social aspect and i think that's the thing that blew me away is run to beer i i I met my friend leanne and then it was um a gateway into meeting a, a number of other amazing people um and then uh i think the big thing was just exploring different run clubs in toronto and uh, we're so blessed to have so many amazing groups like Tribe Fitness, Run to Beer, um, Unleashed Running, you name it. There's, there's a group for every demographic. And my number one tip that I would tell new runners and, and just people moving to a new city or place is find a run club. There's got to be a run club in your area. And if there's not, do like I've done in my area, which is start social runs. Just 
the beauty of um, social media, just like Dan did with Run to Beer, is you use uh, post a tweet or post something on Instagram, and you'll be surprised how many people want it. They're just waiting for somebody else to start it, and I, th- I think that's the biggest thing. Is the uh, this the social aspect can be phenomenal. You've also discovered racing along the way too. You participated in some events, and and uh, I know you, you you got you've gotten hooked a little bit on the experience of crossing the finish line and the joy you get from that. Tell me more about that. Uh, the first time I experienced that was um, I'd been running on and off for a long time, but I was managing a fundraising team for Prostate Cancer Canada a few years ago, and we were involved with the the BNO Yorkville Run. And I went in to support one of my team members at one of the fundraising meetings. And one of the organizers said, well, you're going to be running with us, right? And I'm like, yeah, right. And sure enough, I decided to start training. And I did my first 5K there. And my God, I wish you could bottle the feeling of <laughs> finishing a race. Yeah. And, and and this is the thing about it is I'm, I never thought I was a competitive person. And when I go out, you know, it's nice to maybe beat a few people here and there, but for me, it's all about myself and trying to improve and and push myself to another level. Uh, I, I one of the things I didn't mention is I I got diagnosed with a minor heart condition a few years ago, and so my cardiologist is always warning me about well, as long as you race, just don't push it. And um, so I'm always pushing myself within you know a comfortable um, limit that I'm not putting myself at jeopardy, but. It's such a phenomenal rush, just um, finishing a race and the euphoria. Like when I finished my first 5K, I was wired for a day. Um, and then sure enough, the longer distances you finish, the bigger the feeling. And so I've never done my first full, which is in Scotia in October. And I'm just basically I'm planning to take the week off just to celebrate. <laughs> As you should. Uh, well, assuming I survive. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations on what you've done. And, and Shane, you express it so well. It's so profound to hear you talking about it. Uh, good luck with your training for the marathon in October. And thank you so much for being with us on iRun Radio. Mark, th- thank you so much for the opportunity. And I really like helping people. So if they're on Instagram and they want to follow my journey, just check out Shane Runs 0630 and I'd be more than glad to help them. Right on. Thanks for your time, Shane. Anytime, Mark. Take care. That's Shane Dixon of Toronto. Coming up in the weeks ahead on I Run Radio, what does the latest science tell us about running? I hope you can join us next week on I Run Radio. Thank you for listening. Have a great week.